I don't know how much I enjoy this anymore, but I mean, there's always ups and downs. You need a mm -hmm. strong why to make sure you're, you stay focused and connected. But for the past... You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hello, Right Club Nation. It's Laurel Simmons here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out our online community yet? I really hope you do because our online community is a place where you can find lots of education, training, and information about real estate investing and about general business. Plus, it's a great place to network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all our podcast episodes, and tons of videos about a wide range of topics. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, on with our podcast. Welcome back, Right Club community. It's another episode of the Right Club podcast. I am Alfonso Slemmy here with my amazing co-host, Sarah Larby. How's it going, Sarah? I'm doing awesome. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, you know what, amidst of all this, uh, you know, lockdown, shutdown, stay home, but you can go do this and can't do that, but do this. It's confusing world out there. You know, it's staying positive and uh, having, you know, yourself recording podcasts, talking to amazing community members of the right club. It's keeping me positive and keeping me out in outlook. What's new with you? How are you doing? What's going on in your world? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm excited to start my, uh, my cottage project. I think it's probably going to be a four year project. It's going to be a little bit longer, you know, obviously because we're, we're building and, and it's, uh, you know, five acres of, of developable land, but, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. The townhouses are going to be exciting that we're building as well. Looking for more deals. Uh, an offer is going in on some other, other land deals today. So we'll see if we get it. Um, I mean, other than that, I, uh, I'm planning on spending a lot of time at the cottage this year and I've released uh, a lot less dates than I did last year, but I'll tell you, they booked up like back in January. Uh, and I've got so many people asking, Hey, do you have a cottage available? I'm trying to buy more. I'm trying to buy more cottages people. Um, but it is a crazy year this year for cottages. You've got a bunch in, in Port Stanley. Like, are you guys full to the brim? Pretty much fully booked. There's maybe a, a week or weekend here or there, but yeah, there's, now there's about a dozen or so that are in Port Stanley that are all within minutes of walking to the beautiful beach. And uh, yeah, it's crazy, right? The staycation, the travel bans, all that kind of stuff is getting harder. You know, people are getting less, you know, they will have to be more creative because there's less travel. So the staycations are within a couple hours from home is being huge. And I know, yeah, your, your cottage is like paradise. Uh, I, you know, I, it's, it's hard. I would, I would be, if I was you, it'd be even hard to open up for those dates, especially like, you know, the good ones, the summer times, but that's the business, right? Is, you know, patience. And that's what you said, you know, this new project that you're working on. And there's a lot of things that we've been doing with the right club, with my own personal stuff, Jake properties, but patience really is the word. And that's, you know, Francois and Jennifer, they're going to talk a little bit about that patience, right? Their first deal right out of the gate. They're sitting there, you know, signing the deals, the pens in their hand, and then they're getting smacked with fees. And that was their start of like real estate, buying and selling. And they've been able to turn that around, have some patience, learn things along the way, uh, you know, and take those bumps and bruises and really make them good lessons. And now helping so many of the Right Club community, including myself and Sarah. Every time that we talk to Francois, Jennifer, there's always more information, new knowledge, things that they're, they're coming out. Great tips. Stick around for probably about three quarters of the way through, there's an amazing tip that you're going to want to listen to on, uh, on when you're buying a house. That's all I'm going to say. When you're buying a house, what you want to do. So stick, st make sure you listen to that part. And uh, yeah, make sure you communicate in contact with all of us at The Right Club. It's therightclub.com. We have their forums, our events calendars, so many amazing things. Introduce yourself. We want to hear from you. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great podcast. Patience, talking about uh, you know, the long term. Right, what you want to build and, and having that. So what do you say, Sarah? Let's do it. Awesome. And welcome to the podcast, Francois and Jennifer Lantier. I hope I said that right. I always like to emphasize you guys say it so great. Welcome, welcome. It's so exciting to have you guys on the podcast with Sarah and myself. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having us. Mais oui, c'était très bien. Oui, oui, très bien. Magnifique. I love it. And this was, you know, uh, just a simple thing. As we know, we're talking in different languages, but we're really now across the country. And these two, uh, these two that are on our podcast tonight, Francois and Jennifer, have been a huge integral part 
of helping us get across the country uh, with the Right Club. But uh, if you haven't met them already, that means you're not part of the Right Club community. So get join the Right Club community. But uh, for those maybe that have forgot or, uh, or, or maybe you want a refresher, Francois and Jennifer, give us, uh, give us the 30,000 foot view, the background, a little bit about who you are and, and why you guys are so amazing when I think you guys are anyway. <laughs> Jennifer, you should get started. Oh my goodness. So we're, we're real, real estate investors since 2015, uh, 2016. Um, we have uh, several uh, properties now and a little bit uh, from Ontario all the way to New Brunswick, New Brunswick. and now also in the States. Um, we've been doing it pretty well as a tag team together uh, since the beginning. Yeah, That's kind of how we've done everything since we met in, in college. We've been together for 22 years. Yes. And um, <laughs> we have two great teenagers. That are uh, excellent at removing old carpet. Yes, they're great it's at awesome. demo. They're great at QuickBooks. They're nice. Child at, labor uh, is the best. They're learning building stack right now. <laughs> yeah, systems. Kids are great. Even yes. building websites like our sons. Seriously, we do pay them as well. So it's not yeah, free. It's not, it's not cheap, actually. It's expensive. <laughs> but um, yeah, our son's great at websites or at tech stuff. Um, our daughter does our social media. Yeah. So she looks after a lot of posting. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and we Very studied cool. interior design, so that's how we met in 1998. Yeah, that's retro. We were two years old back then, but <laughs> you, you both. That's before age, you guys were. You both age amazingly well. I, I want to put it out there. Like Thank a you. lot of people listen to this, but if if you are going on our website or you're going on on YouTube, like I, I want to say you're like early 30s. You know, like there's got to be secret. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love you, Sarah. <laughs> Yeah, they have a sponsorship. A they have a sponsorship with a facial cream. I think that they're going to share that later <laughs> on. Yes. So yeah, that's it. That's kind of our story. I mean, we we met in college, studied interior design. We always liked housing and houses and looking yeah. at potential. We used to flip through MLS and Realtor.ca just to look at old houses and how we would renovate them and do things. And then we bought our first house in 2006. So. Mm -hmm. At first house, everything was hot pink. It was horrible, <laughs> nasty house, super cheap. And uh, we had an awesome mortgage. One, it was prime minus two or know, something. 1.45%. Yeah, wow. so it was just nuts. Uh, back Our mortgage in, payment was like 400 Back then too, that's pretty good. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's back when you could buy at 100% like mortgage loan to value. So no down payment, actually you got cash back. So some of them you could get wow. 5%. So 105% oh, yeah, loan to value. Yeah. That was just nuts. Um, and then we did what we call slow flips. So at first we would buy these rundown, we called them the, uh, the black sheep on the street. So a nice street, but this house had the long grass and everything was old. And we'd move in and fix it up with our kids while they were very young back then. Yeah, they were <laughs> non existent. <laughs> and then, yeah, we just moved on. So we had a house in a small town. Then we moved to Ottawa. We bought a house after a divorce. It was, yeah, a bit disheveled, like hunter green windows. And anyway, red was, countertops. Yeah, red <laughs> countertop. Everything was bad. So again, a slow flip. Uh, then we moved to Quebec City. We bought a house. Everything again was pink. I don't know why. What was with pink? It's like we have a thing for pink. <laughs> and we don't like pink normally. We're not, I don't hate pink, but anyway, not everywhere. And we just kept going. And then at one point after Quebec City, that's where we uh, out there, like we were not Quebecois, even though French is my first language. Um, but in Quebec, it's very different. So when you sell a house, you meet a notary rather than a lawyer. And they go through all the, um, the, uh, the paperwork and all your history together with the seller and the buyer. So we were selling our house and then and they said, okay, you're married to each other, blah, blah, blah. And then this couple, they go through all the details. He's paying this much. He's paying that much. They've been together so many years. You're divorced, blah, blah, blah. And then surprise, here's the penalty for selling this house on the mortgage. And that's where you find out when it's too late to do anything about it. So we're like, oh, wow. And <laughs> that was a lot. And here's your check. We were left with almost nothing from the sale of that house because of the penalty and all the fees. Um, but then we were told that this is a portable mortgage. So you have 90 days to buy something else and you could recoup all of it or part of it. 
And that's how we got our first uh, rental property, a condo. And we used the penalty as a down payment. Well, most of it as a down payment on our first rental. The return of the penalty. So you obviously yeah. bought a mortgage early, so they penalized you for that. There's a fee, but if you port your mortgage somewhere else, then you essentially got that back, right? So that's what you used to, yeah. to buy it. Okay, got it, got it. And well, when- now if anybody's tuning into Sarah's podcast, let's look at the terms, not the interest, because we always looked mm-hmm. at the interest. And that's when we learned the hard way. Wow, terms really, really matter. <laughs> And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation. I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal. Private buyers, they help investors by bringing them some off-market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox. And they're also gonna focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs. It's just really simple, guys. Just go to privatebuyers.ca, fill out the form and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities. Privatebuyers.ca. Now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. Absolutely. And a lot of new investors will ask about like, what's this rate? Oh, I got like 0.02 less or more or whatever. Yeah. Like, like at the end of the day, it's about flexibility. It's about options. And, uh, and, and terms actually come to me. I'd rather pay more and have more flexibility than, than pay less in, in terms of the rates uh, and have, you know, a better amortization, more flexibility, all that good stuff. So just to get a, a, an idea of when that was, so when was it that you bought really ultimately that rental property at that point in time with the penalty? Uh, uh, it was the end of two, 2015 and we closed in the beginning of 2016. No, actually the condo, we moved 2014, early 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. So May. I guess he remembers better than me. May, so we <laughs> sold, cause what happened? We bought a new house. And then we sold the other house because it was, wasn't a hot market, but we had something very specific in mind. So it was kind of hard to just sell and then hope for the best. So we're like, we'll buy this house. We like it. Yeah. And then we sold the other house. And so was that was, it- yeah, 2015 was the beginning okay cool so is it is it fair to say that you were kind of dabbling by 2015 you were kind of just like doing yeah. very slowly maybe a little bit more oh, by, yeah. like um you know not not specifically saying here's where i'm going and here's what i'm doing no so plan 15 and like i just want to fast forward to today because I, I think well last i heard you have like 30 units is that roughly where you have what you have right now yep, yeah 30 doors yeah 30 doors in the last can i say two years yeah, because then like it stayed very slow. And then only in the last mm-hmm. 19, 20 months, it, we went like on a buying spree. <laughs> what what <laughs> happened? Sold. What happened that really unlocked that opportunity for you guys to say, we are going to play at a different level? A few things like this condo that we bought. My mom was my tenant. Uh, funny story. Yeah, mom can be a special tenant. But then... <laughs> um, but then we noticed, same for her, she owned her house, but then she wanted to be a tenant to let my brother move in. So complicated story, but, and my dad passed away. So my mom's like, I don't want to be in that house anymore, but I don't want to sell it. And, and then I'm like, wow, okay, she has good credit. So how about us? And then Jennifer's like, let's buy a, another rental property. And then we started looking at different markets. So secondary markets, cause we didn't have those huge deposits. Uh, we looked at Cornwall, Ontario, which was very affordable back then. Mm-hmm. How much did we pay for that? 110000 for a duplex. Yeah, that cash flowed quite well. And we refinanced it twice to help us buy other properties. Uh, but again, that was slow. So it was always our money and our mortgage approval. And I like to change jobs a lot. Right now, it's very good. I don't need really work. But I used to switch jobs every year or so. So it was really hard. You had to time credit before I quit my job and <laughs> I was very bad about it. Um, and then, yeah, we bought another duplex for Jennifer's birthday. Yeah, it was pretty. Really, Happy really birthday. Romantic. Yes. <laughs> Who needs candles when you can get keys, right? That's yes, great. exactly. Right. She cried, but not tears of joy. <laughs> it was really bad. It was 
like the first floor was nice second floor was really ugly and we had tons of work and mm -hmm. i'm not handy at all so it took like a week to do little piece of flooring that probably would have taken a day to a professional. Yes, so. he is not a handy man. No, not at all. <laughs> we tap, tap. That's, that's okay. Finding the deals, finding the projects, the properties, that's a skill in itself too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so there's all yeah. different skills that we all need. So, you know, and, and Sarah touched upon it there. So, for, you know, we're looking at almost six years or so, a little bit more from 15 to now 2021. 20, and he said, you know, it was slow at first and then you gained confidence. And I know now you're working with joint venture partners. So like everything went like perfectly and swimmingly. Well, actually didn't, you already said no. from right on your first <laughs> property, right? Like the first property that you sold, you had all unexpected fees, but you looked at it from the positive standpoint. Hey, we can port this mortgage. We can move this on. Let's find mm -hmm. the opportunity of it. So at what point throughout that journey, are you now starting to put the pieces together and saying, Hey, this is possible. We've gotten some dinks and bruises and learned some lessons along the way, but how now you're feeling so confident to work with your adventure partners. You know, was it a book? Was it something or is it experience? Cause I think that's what a lot of the community members look for is something to just click and be like, yep, that's yeah. the perfect deal. And, oh, and it never happened. <laughs> we all want it to work that way. Right. And it never actually happens that way. So you shed some light on, on that, how, you know, your, your confidence continued to, to climb throughout that period. Right. Yeah, well, I think after like the first two uh, duplexes that we purchased, <clears throat> we realized that those cash flowed really well. We were buying yeah. them in secondary markets and getting them at good prices. Um, and then we're like, okay, well, we want to buy more. We were like addicted. So it was almost like we were on crack. <laughs> <laughs> so we just started looking around online to kind of find out more information. How can we buy more? I mean, do we always have to wait to refinance and, and always use our own money? And then we, we saw that other people were using other people's money. Um, and we ended up actually joining um, a mentoring pro program in 2019. Yes. Which uh, made us learn more about using other people's money. Uh, then we kind of learned more about joint ventures, not in that mentoring program, but no. through other uh, real estate investing group. We learned, learned from the right as well. I mean, there's tons of podcasts online where you can where, where you can learn things, and I think that the mentoring program really gave us like the confidence to like, okay, yeah. we're just gonna go for it. We're gonna use other people's money. We're gonna find ways. We're gonna graduate to triplexes and fourplexes and whatever Six kind of plexes that we can get our hands on. <laughs> yeah, and not be not have to qualify for the mortgages. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a huge deal because it's very stressful, <clears throat> and we we pity our, our joint venture partners. No, I'm kidding. But we prepare them. We tell them, get ready. It's a lot of work. I mean, even with good mortgage brokers, the rules are so complicated and you need to produce document after document. And it's, yeah, you need a, like a pound of flesh and commercial is, oh, it's worse. They even dug up your Jennifer's maiden name. We never heard anything about My her name maiden name, name in like 15 years, <laughs> 15 years, like 10 mortgages. And then who's Jennifer Bill? Just like, oh man, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> like 20 years in the future. She didn't even have credit in her maiden name, but it appears somewhere. So anyway, that was fun. Um, but yeah, the mentoring program absolutely was awesome. And uh, the right club, instrumental, like speaking with Daniel Saint-Jean, he's not on right now, but I met with him a few times. He's like, oh, let's, let's do a meetup in Ottawa let's do this let's do that and his energy and I thought he was in his late 50s but I found out he's, he's actually 70 isn't yeah he? he's a little little well he's my <laughs> father's trivia age question, trivia question for all the right club community how many how many candles I think that breaks the fire code if we do the candles his energy and everything oh, he's God. like oh you can do joint ventures and I do rent to own like like you do Alfonso and I do joint ventures I'm like what are joint ventures and then we started researching and joint ventures is a lot of, well, it's a lot of OPM, like other people's money and, mm -hmm. and investment technique. That's not what was taught in our program, but we just liked it because we liked having partners and, and helping along people and yeah, just growing together. Like the whole come grow with us is really applied to what we do. And mm -hmm. it's just been very beneficial. Awesome. So mentoring, networking, you know, talking to others, getting ideas has, has been instrumental. Um, what specifically, you know, so obviously there's, there's pros and cons to, to JVs and there's pros and cons to all that good stuff, but 
I'm just curious what specifically brought you out of Ontario, because the majority, I think, if all of your investments are, you know, you said in the U.S. and, and out east, um, eastern Canada, that is. Yeah. So, um, what specifically made you say, I don't want to do any JVs in Ontario. I'd rather be out of Ontario. Um, how did that come about? Well, I think it was kind of getting harder to find a deal. I mean, I think the deals are still possible. Uh, I think another thing is that's a bit of a challenge is landlording in Ontario, which yeah. is which is harder. There's there's other provinces that are much more landlord friendly, like in Eastern Canada, where you don't have to always be at the mercy of your of your tenants. And we kind of had a few a few kind of bad, bad experiences, <laughs> but because um, Francois was a nice guy and he's the good cop and I'm the bad cop, and <laughs> if yeah. they get the good cop before the bad cop comes by, it's too late. <laughs> yes, it's over. <laughs> It's really so it's kind of I think that it's all that so we just kind of started going outside and outside until we found markets that um, cash flowed had good rules you can increase rent not gouge people or anything but you can charge a rent according to the market so mm -hmm. if this place is costing a fortune well the rent should be <laughs> priced accordingly so too bad and property taxes are fairly high in different areas um, yeah we just went where the opportunities are and the same applied to our lives. I mean, that's why we moved around a lot. We used to live in Southern Ontario. We moved where the jobs were. So when we came out of college, you guys were fortunate. You didn't really know that era, but 2001, 2002, there were no jobs. It was really hard. Unemployment was really high. Like London, Hamilton was very poor, 10, 11% unemployment. That was normal. We were mm -hmm. fighting for minimum wage jobs. If you were late one minute, you were fired. It's a whole different era now. Like we're, uh, you guys are millennials, but we're like just like 1980. Just <laughs> so 80, 81 is when the millennials begin. So we're like Gen X, depending on some books, are millennials. And it really shaped us like a, a work ethic mm -hmm. and something now we see people applying. Like I've, I've been in charge of uh, a lot of groups and people, employees, and you see them super laid back. Oh yeah, no worries. And you get very few resumes, but back then you were fighting like hundreds of people for one job. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so it really shaped us and what we had to do. And that's why we're not afraid of, of going where the opportunity is and not staying home. I, home is wherever you are. So yeah. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation. It's Sarah here. I wanted to take a moment and talk to you about private money for mortgages. As you've been building your real estate team, it is critical that you have a good source of private money, both for borrowing, but also to lend out should you want to make more money on your money. Have you been perhaps turned down for a mortgage or reached your max capacity in your borrowing power? Or are you buying distressed properties to burr or to flip that may not initially qualify with a regular bank type of lender? Or maybe on the other hand, you have money that you wanted to loan out on your terms rather than making the measly percentages that the banks are offering you. Well, Private Money for Mortgages is actually a boutique mortgage brokerage that specializes in private mortgages for both borrowers and lenders. And Susan has over 25 years of experience in real estate investing and her brokerage specializes in connecting borrowers and lenders to one another. And she's got many solutions for you. She says, when the bank says no, we say yes. So reach out at one 800 9320437 or 519-342-7295 or visit privatemoneyformortgages.com and that's the number four. Right Club Nation, remember as you build your real estate portfolio, chances are you will come to a point where bank-funded mortgages are no longer an easy option. Or you may need a short-term loan for a first mortgage for a flip or a burr or maybe a second mortgage to consolidate debt. That is when they can help by providing different types of solutions. And also as a bonus offer, Susan said, mention this podcast when you connect with her and her team, and they will cover the cost of an appraisal for you to a maximum of $500. So either call at 1-800-932-0437 or 519-342-7295 or the website privatemoneyformortgages.com. And now back to the show. Yeah, that, that's funny you say that. I've heard that, you know, obviously the late 70s, people born in that 75 or, or later is like, 
the Gen X that, you know, like that old school, but know how to use a smartphone, right? Yeah. Just, you know, I remember when they came out, I wanted my Blackberry in 2004. Yeah, I was selling high-end furniture and like, I need a Blackberry for my British clients because they come and talk on Skype, which was brand new. And now it's like super old and no one uses Skype. But anyway. <laughs> Zoom, yeah, Zoom definitely ate Skype's lunch. That's for sure. But Even Zoom. I mean, people are all about Zoom. I was using Zoom years ago. And then I'm like, what's, what's with this? Like, Zoom is old. People are starting to use that. But anyway, I guess it works. It's taken over. And I think that is something about that, that generation or that period of time, whether, you know, you're in, from Ontario or you in other parts of the world, there was, we weren't as connected maybe as we were. Like you'd watch yeah. the six o'clock news and that was the information that was discerned, right? And everybody could take their opinion. But now our own information is, is translated differently for the way that we view it, right? And, yeah. and you guys just have that, that well, I don't know what that spirit is, but it is, you know, it is something representative in the right club of, you know, it's okay, we'll get past this. Yeah, there was 10% unemployment and we got past that too and we're gonna you know we, we were talking just off air that there's a certain percentage of, of vacant units and you know we're getting past that too it gives us time to reno and bring in new things and try new systems right so that's that spirit that you know you continue to to, to fall through and now you have with your kids in the business as well too like do they take some interest to it as well do they talk about like cash flow and those types of things or is it like we just let's do the social media you know mom put a <laughs> smile or let's put some let's get some branding like how how, like what's what's your goal like now that you've you've kind of amassed some you know success in, in in different ways of bringing these on what are the goals that legacies that you want to kind of bring on for your kids or maybe beyond that right and obviously helping your partners and joint venture uh uh investors as well yeah i think it's super important to show the kids uh that hard work pays off and that it's really important i mean that's something that we've always done i mean we opened our cottage that we have with partners on the weekend and we cleaned up mouse crap like <laughs> yes yeah jennifer's like i'm not paid enough like, for this live in the dream <laughs> live in the dream we're picking but, up they even eat irish soap believe it or not yeah so. everyone told us that this big trick was to put irish spring soap in the cottage those mouse just went to town on that soap my cottages yeah. are bad like even like our cottage too we'll we'll set mouse traps and like once in a while we, we get them i mean i don't i don't know what it is but like i don't know where they come from there's nothing to eat. I'm like, there's nothing to eat here. Nothing. But anyway, um, our son is super into like the whole idea of like um, investing, investing, cash flow. I think he's totally got it now. He's almost 18. So I think that he kind of gets the Very idea cool. like, oh, I can do this pretty soon myself. Our daughter's more the, oh, let's do a reel and let's do a yeah, TikTok. TikTok and stuff. <laughs> And she doesn't realize it all yet, but we yeah. were having this conversation just a few minutes ago. I'm like, well, I guess when we're 60, we'll just liquidate everything and you can live in a box, but that'll be your choice. <laughs> and if, that is, if, yeah, that's, that's me. I left, we left home at 18 and we never went back. Thank goodness. And yeah, that's kind of, I don't want to kick my kids out, but when they're like early twenties, you'd better be moving because that's how you, it's like a bird. You have to kick them out of the nest. If not, they never learn how to fly. So yeah, it's been, if you make it comfortable, they don't leave. Like my, my brother, who's two years younger, still lives at home. Yeah. Oh, no, the and house will start shrinking. It's already... Not because he can't afford it. Just comfort. It's nuts. Okay, so, so here's one of the things I want to I do. Because you guys are very open. You know, oh, you, yeah. got, you got tons of property. Lots of experience. Shit happens. Let's talk about the shit that happens. <laughs> Let's share some yeah. stuff that can happen in real estate investing. So, you know, maybe you should share some of the stories that you've experienced in your, your crazy, I would say, 18 months of, of you know, acquisitions and acquisitions. Um, what are some things that you can share with us that maybe the, uh, the right club community would be uh, horrified to, uh, to hear? <laughs> Jennifer, we should sure talk about thoughts. today. Uh-oh. <laughs> New story. Yes. New story. So <laughs> today we're just reflecting. Jennifer had a day off <laughs> from work. And we're just reflecting, looking at our bank accounts and we have to pay this bill and that bill. And she's like, yeah, I don't know how much I enjoy this anymore. But I mean, there's always ups and downs. You need a mm -hmm. strong why to make sure you're, you stay focused and connected. But for the past, since June last year, so how long? About nine months, we've really been supporting our properties. So paying this, paying that, pay, pay, pay. And there's never money coming in. It's always money coming out. Uh, to the tune of like what, 
yeah, I would say about, well, 40,000 last year, but I think that um, we, we found the, what the problem was yes. and we fixed it. It just took time and the problem was property management, but we had to go through two, co- two bad property management companies to learn that really bad lesson. Um, Cost us 40K. So we're not paying mm-hmm. income tax on our corporation because we have so many losses. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's a lot of positive too, but I, I could have used that 40,000. I would have been happy to pay 10,000 in income tax and keep that 30K or something. Yes, exactly. So I think that it, that it was a big lesson for us was, um, was property management. If you can't find good property management, you have to be able to find a plan B. Um, yes. We started our own property management in the, in Eastern Canada, just to fix that problem because we were at 70 to 80% vacancy. Yeah. And that was a problem that was fixed in about five days of Francois being there. So. so they were sitting there for three months. Oh, no one wants mm-hmm. to rent your places. I put ads up a few days. Everything was rented. We could barely keep up with the, with the demand. The demand. So. so it just shows the importance of your power team. Like there's a lot of bad people out there. It's very sad. I wish I always mm-hmm. try to believe the best in people, but there's a lot of good people though, but you just have to be able to like, find them. Too. And, and when you're like with COVID, it was just so complicated. Like just going to Eastern Canada from Ontario for people that know, I mean, you have to apply. You had, well, to you, apply. Have to apply. you had to wait five days to see if you were accepted to go. You had to have a really good reason. And just being a property owner is not enough. It's not a good enough reason. You had to have a really good reason to be able to go there. So that was something that was um, a big problem for us. We couldn't go and, and kick people's butts. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was something that was a bit of a problem. And now that I, that we have kind of our team in place, we have, you know, we know that we can get a plumber, we can get an electrician, we have our contractor, we have a lot of people already in place. We actually have other investors that kind of connected with us and like, Oh, if you guys want us to go look at your properties or anything that live there, give us a call. I was like, Oh, I finally feel like, okay, things are getting finally settling into place now. But it all started with one bad realtor. So we're not going to name names or anything, but if it starts- <laughs> We're just talking about horror stories. <laughs> it starts with a bad apple. So this, this realtor promising these amazing deals, mm-hmm. cash flow from day one, but he just forgets a minor little detail that this house is pretty much a crack house and it's on a bad street with, yeah, like Small tiny, tiny little detail <laughs> and it needs Oh, instead of 40K repairs, probably more like 100, but Mm -hmm. they took really good pictures. And the uh, house inspector was probably uh, bought off as well. So like, it's just a bunch of lies and stuff. So that kind of garbage does exist. Be very careful. Ask for references and Mm -hmm. do your due diligence. That's our biggest lesson, I would say. But we survived. So 2001 did teach us that how to be just like a cockroach you'll survive one of the most resilient in the whole world that's for sure nobody likes them but that they are resilient no. but, uh, yes. so, but you know and, and i saw you know sarah and i were both jumping on running through the screens because you know how frustrating that can be you know especially when you're when you're investing over like out of town right or you're not there boots on the ground that's that's a professional that holds a license and is not abiding by their license right the best interest of their clients being full disclosure hey you might be an investor that's open to that so we know several of them yeah. that love those types of properties and say hey we want to put that yeah. that allows you to, to build your budget get more you know uh, investment so I, I love that you say you know we, we get frustrated with that and and, you know, whether you're listening to this, whether you're working out, you're walking, you're, you know, what, however you listen to your podcast, if you are commuting and still going to work, if you're doing that, this is a one way, right? You're listening to Sarah and I, we're interviewing Francois and Jennifer, but the Right Club community is really about the connections and conversations so that you can find one plumber in Eastern Canada through a conversation or a couple of texts, or you can find a good property manager because you reach out to Francois and Jennifer and say, hey, I'm thinking of it. And the, the question I wanted to kind of bring up from all this, before, when you guys were designers and, you know, starting your family in you know, the late 90s, you guys weren't property managers. You didn't have any background, your family, no. any references, right? So was that a skill that let's, you were able to learn and, and, and learn from others, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. I think that you kind of just, <clears throat> we've always been people that just learn as you go. And I find that uh, sometimes you just, okay, now we're doing tenant screening. Okay, we're going to look at podcasts about tenant screening because 
we weren't doing it very well at the beginning. We made no. a few mistakes. Okay, let's learn more about tenant screening or or let's learn more about <clears throat> maintenance or um, realtor screening. Re well, re well, realtor well, screening. Yeah, asking, <laughs> asking the right questions. Of, and when you're going for an inspection, we actually don't send an inspector anymore. No. We send our contractor because he's going to be able to tell us really quickly, how much is this going to cost me to fix yeah. this, this, and this? What do I actually need to do to get it rented to a good tenant at a good price? I mean, the inspector is going to tell you that the grade is like, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything that's yeah, bad that's to get inspected. I think it can be important, but I think that when you're at a certain level, you already, like, know, a oh, lot, you already know a lot about buildings. You already know a lot about, they're going to be talking to you about things that maybe aren't as important to an investor as maybe your contractor might tell you. So that's what we kind of found more. Yeah, like expand the, the downspout six feet from six feet from the foundation. Like, duh, I mean, sorry, yeah. but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> or add I, more. Uh, that's a great point. I, mean, I have a favorite. I have a favorite. GFIs in the kitchen and washrooms, right? Yeah. That's what yes, like it's obvious. Never would I guess. <laughs> and you know, electrical with plumbing, mm -hmm. like water right up the top is not good. Wow. Or there's a crack <laughs> in the foundation about two inches long. And it can be filled with this epoxy stuff, whatever. And it's like a thousand bucks. This is the loop, right? This is the loop that I want to close that you guys through, you know, connections, mentorships, listening to free stuff, buying other classes, reading books, applying and actually mm -hmm. doing it. The most important piece of it all of actually going through it and doing it. And yeah, maybe taking one on the chin, you know, and paying more in tax or sorry, losing it, not paying in tax, all that kind of stuff, but doing yeah. it and learning it, that that's the journey. And there's no fast forward on that. There's no just perfect deal. There's no going through that and learning that. And, and that's what it is. Right. And so I just wanted to close that loop for everybody that's listening, working out, walking, doing what they're doing, listening to this podcast. Um, yeah. You, you got to go through that. Right. So go yeah. ahead, Sarah. And the only thing I would just say is like, you know, anybody listening to this, that is a huge piece of advice that you just gave someone. Instead of your inspector, bring in your contractor or bring both, right? Bring both. Yeah. Even if you have both if you're not comfortable. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so here's the thing, my contractor, and he doesn't do this for everybody, but he's like, this is because he's actually, sorry, my, my inspector, because he's also a contractor. He, you know, he can't do both because it's a conflict of interest, but if he's going to inspect my property, he actually gives me like ideas of like how much things cost, which I think is awesome. Most inspectors will not do that for people, no. but you want to bring your contractor as they go through, okay, what is this going to cost? But it depends on the strategy. Like if you're planning on renovating any anyways, as long as there's like no like huge problems, yeah. You can fix it, right? It's all fixable at a certain price. Your contractor should have a, a good pulse on that. Um, and I think that's, that's a great tip that, uh, that you just provided. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if, if somebody's listening to these podcasts and there's tons of podcasts, that is, I think, the tip to, to learn today. Um, and then the other thing is just, just vet your team. Um, it is a small industry. I think that that person that screwed you guys over, uh, they're likely not getting any referrals from anybody that's going to be like, hey, who do you know in this area? Who, who, you know, who do you recommend? And they probably dug their grave for a long time to come. This is why it's important, um, you know, professionals that are listening to this, make sure that you do what you're, you need to do and don't oversell, don't overpromise. Uh, your reputation would be ruined very quickly if that's the case. Um, so what's next for you? I know you started dabbling into the U.S., but what are your next, you know, if we fast forward 12 months, like what are some of the goals and things you guys want to do? Yes. So we were just talking about that today. Again, that seems to be a good day <laughs> to discuss these <laughs> topics. We're like, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, the whole millionaire mindset. So I'm like, okay, I want to spend three hours doing positive affirmations and putting my toes in the sand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, more American investments, uh, probably some uh, investments abroad. Mm -hmm. I want to convince her to buy in Costa Rica, but she's like, nah, we'll start with Florida for now. <laughs> So baby steps. Let's do Florida. If you well, need somewhere to stay before you fly to Costa Rica. So it's you stay at your Airbnb in Florida first. Maybe the right, right club could buy a Costa Rica place. We just like each split weeks, you know. Just, oh yeah, you know, we're open. Like a time share. <laughs> we're open. <laughs> yeah, I think we're definitely going to continue doing uh, joint ventures as well. I think that it's kind of a, a recipe that we enjoy. Yeah, uh, more like corporations, maybe streamlining because we're now at five corporations. Probably a holding corporation because it's getting a little complicated and that way you can do all kinds of great accounting stuff, uh, more systems. So we're, we've been working really hard mm -hmm. on that, like better accounting, 
property management, so using building stack, uh, using different resources, um, delegating stuff, um, organizing keys. <laughs> we have a bag of keys for a building. There's probably like 80 keys. I don't even know what does what. <laughs> so getting, yeah, getting organized because things were like thrown around. We changed property management. Like, okay, let's just do new keys and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, and the kids too. So what's next for them? Uh, our son was talking about crypto mining. So I know it's not really here, but we're like, we'll buy a cheap building, fill it with computers that are mining for money. So <laughs> I'm no. willing to explore it. My son kind of devised a plan, a business plan of how it could work. So you have tenants on top and then the basement is, is filled with computers mining for Bitcoins. So we'll see. <laughs> I can't even pretend that I know anything about that, but neither. Um, hopefully it works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's figure that out. That'd be that sounds really cool. I saw like an episode of a show they did that, and they cut out the whole city's like power system, and there's yeah. all something about it. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I think well, that's mine is I oh, wow. it, right? But <laughs> so, well, that that sounds good. The future sounds bright, and and you guys do such an amazing job for the Right Club. And you know, on behalf of Sarah and Daniel, and Laura, and Catherine, Paul, you you guys are such an integral part of what we do, uh, you know, a lot of our community, you know, gets to meet Francois, Jennifer, talk to them and, and all the things that you, uh, that you do provide through your own experiences and everything that you help out with the community. I personally want to thank you as well too. And you guys are, uh, you guys are awesome and great examples for the whole community that, you know, you can, if you have that positive outlook, you keep going, you can do it. But uh, at thank this you. point, I think we're, uh, we're ready for the lightning round. So are you guys ready for the lightning round? <laughs> yes. All yeah, right, let's, let's do it. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 M-T-G-T-E-A-M and check out their website butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com and let's go to the lightning round. Question number one, so I'll, I'll get an answer from each of you. What is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Jennifer, let's start with you. Uh, I think it was uh, take action. <clears throat> that was the, the best advice I got just to get your, get into it, get doing it. And then you make mistakes and you fix it. <laughs> yeah. Mine was similar too. So something about instead, well, we did both, but instead of paying for a mentoring program, actually buy a property and learn, learn from it. So we kind of did both. We took some, a little bit of learning, but you don't want to have like a mm -hmm. learning glut, like too much, uh, yeah, because then you fall into analysis paralysis. That's not our problem <laughs> at all. It's the opposite. So yeah, take action just like Jennifer, but learn learn as you go. And yeah, you'll make mistakes, but you'll survive. Worst case, you just walk with nothing left, but that's a minimalist <laughs> lifestyle. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, w I would need, yeah, I would need a, a suitcase just for my shoes. So oh, um, my. I, I, I could do the minimalist, but all right. Question number two. Uh, what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? And is that, you know, books, training, you know, particular podcast or person that you listen to? What, what, uh, what do you guys like? And we'll start with Francois this time. Uh, the right club. I'm sorry. I had to say it, <laughs> but I yeah. think it's, you don't, so you don't have to, it's whatever your uh, answer is, but if that's true, then that's cool. I really, it's, it's really true. I know a lot of people mention other podcasts and I, I like a lot of other podcasts, like, Andrew Hines has an amazing podcast. Sarah, you have an amazing podcast. Uh, there's, um, there's a few people I even don't even know their names, but I do listen to their podcasts. And yeah, the podcasts are just amazing and mm -hmm. other investors. So that's a huge resource. And that's kind of why we did joint ventures too, is you learn from your partners too. Even if they're not experienced, they have other life experience. And some mm -hmm. of the things they taught us was really, wow, okay, well, some of them were a bit older than us and we learned a lot. Even our private lenders, we learned from them. It's, it's just amazing people. That's a huge resource, mm -hmm. good people. Absolutely, great, great, great answers. 
Awesome. Next question, question number three. What is the one attribute that has made you most successful? All right, who wants to start? Jennifer. I'll definitely say our persistence. <laughs> and the team, team effort. So yeah. usually when I give up, she's like, no, 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 let's keep going. Then she's like, let's give up. Let's just walk. I'm like, no, let's keep going. So nice. being a team, let's say you're single, find a good person that's going to push you to be better. So just that team effort mm -hmm. <clears throat> has been, yeah, just perseverance. Yeah, it's really, it. <laughs> sometimes it's not natural. <laughs> you just have to smile and pretend the show must go on and then it gets better. So it's like exercising and stuff. The more you do it, you start enjoying it. Yeah, Fossil's natural when we're doing something that we really hate. He's like, it's almost done. It's almost, almost done. done. It's almost done. <laughs> We just got started, but it's almost done. We're almost there. We're almost yeah. there. We're almost there. I love it. And that's, you know, and that's so unique, you know, with you guys, obviously, you know, being married, being a couple, having kids, right? And, and that's that thing is, I think there's a great saying, right? And like, and this is for couples all out there or even business partners professionally, right? If, if you love me or if you want something to succeed, you won't let me settle for less than my best. Right. And, and that's, and that's what you guys are getting out from each other. And I love that. And uh, yes. so I'm going to end it off with question number four uh, on a typical Sunday morning when you're not sweeping rat poop uh, <laughs> uh, well, on a typical Sunday morning, hopefully you're not doing that too many Sundays, but what are you guys up to? Do you guys, the family, what, what, uh, what do you get up to on a Sunday? Church. Yeah, we're Christians. So we really believe in, in God and we attend virtual church right now. And that's something else we forgot to mention, but the Holy Spirit. And we believe in the strength of a higher beings. And that's mm -hmm. really guided so us. And we're usually at church. Our son's usually doing the, the technical things behind scenes. I, I don't know what he's doing, but he's making sure that everything's working. Sound, Sound lights and, and all that. Our daughter is uh, either at Sunday school or she's taking pictures or she's helping me. I, I usually do the welcoming because it's not natural. <laughs> So yeah, you enjoy welcoming people. <laughs> yes. And uh, Fossil is also usually on a camera or, or helping somewhere. Because, yeah, our church is very modern. So li live streaming and mm -hmm. broadcast on like That's YouTube awesome. and different things. And we used to like cook breakfast. So to welcome people. And yes, yeah, so it's not a very, it didn't used to be relaxing. We were up very early on Sundays. So Saturday mm -hmm. is the day where we would rest and kick back. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds like a ton of fun. Where can our Right Club community reach out to you, Francois and Jennifer? I say it would, would be mostly Francois that's uh, more on, on the... On the internet? Yeah, <laughs> on, on the scene that I am. So I'll let you... Uh... Unless if you want to find Jennifer, like she's on, on Facebook looking, scrolling through recipes and dry bar jokes and stuff. <laughs> <But> <laughs> anyway, for me, yeah, the rightclub.com. So the forums or send me a message or on social media. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, it's FL, Homes FL Homes Corp or my own name, Francois Lantier on LinkedIn as well. Um, yeah. And we need to launch our website. We do have a website, but anyway, it's been a year in the making. <laughs> yeah. Email yeah, don't me. Know, yeah, don't know anything about that. Uh, but uh, that's awesome. Francois, Jennifer, thank you guys so much for your time. Any last words of advice or anything that you wanted to, uh, to share with the Right Club community? I would say just to connect with other like-minded people, network as much as you can, and uh, just do it. Yeah. Yeah, and really go on the Right Club for real. Like, it's come grow with us. It's true. And I can't believe it. Like, it's been a year almost collaborating with you guys, maybe a little bit more. I'm not sure with COVID time. I, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just amazing. So the whole team, the right club is genuine. It's, it's really true. What you see is it's very, it's a nice team of people. And anyway. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes. awesome. And, and I will say you've acquired the majority of your deals during the, the lockdown or shutdown or pandemic. Best time to buy. So, I mean, like you guys took a situation that, you know, was hard on everybody. And you're like, how can I make the most of it? And you took action and you found some really good opportunities. So congratulations to you both. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes, it's been a pleasure again. Thanks for being on. It's awesome to be able to interview Francois and Jennifer. I mean, we work with them at the Right Club. They are, you know, a huge asset to, uh, to making things run smoothly. But it's also great to be able to talk to them on a personal level and, and see their progress. 
Um, and you know, 30 plus units in a matter of 18 months. I mean, that's remarkable. And yes, it comes with some bumps in the road, but I, I love what they've been able to do. I love that they work together. They inspire each other, their kids as well to, to take some of the tasks on. I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, and they, and they, they are open to sharing some of the pitfalls that they've, uh, they've, you know, had to endure along the way. But I'll tell you, for the most part, they are likely very, very happy to have started and, and actively invested uh, in the, you know, amount that they did. Uh, absolutely. And, and whether you're listening to this and you're you know, thinking about getting into your first you know, real estate investing project, maybe you own your own home, or maybe you don't own anything, you are renting, you're in your, your parents' basement, right? Like Francois said, he's kicking his kids out early 20s. Maybe you're getting that feel from your parents, right? If you're a younger uh, community member and you're listening to this, it's up to you. Time is going to pass anyway, God willing, right? Time is going to go by anyway. Three years, five years, seven years, 10 years, 20 years, God willing, they're going to go by. So what are you doing with that time today? What's that future person, future self, what are they going to thank you for or get upset with you for? I know every real estate investor, everyone that I've met, any good one anyway that I've met, always says they wish they would have bought more and when they were back then or five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. So why be that person? Why do that? Try to do what you can now and say, well, I'm glad at least I did that or did something or I learned or I took a class or I tried this and stick with it. And stick with it. Don't give up when it doesn't work after two weeks and you're calling properties and nobody wants to sell you their house. Guess what? It's going to take two weeks, two months, two years. It's going to keep taking longer and, and different things are going to change and evolve. And, uh, but yeah, awesome, awesome show today. Always love doing these podcasts with you, Sarah. You ask some really good questions and it makes me think, you know, you're asking the, the rest of the question. I'm like, wow, how would I answer that question right now? And it's, it's really yeah, thought, thought provoking and, and really, uh, Really amazing, you know, over the time that we've been able to do these podcasts, some of the amazing people, and now the team that we built, uh, you know, spotlighting them and having them share their experiences so that the community yeah, can cool. keep in contact. So it's very cool, Alfonso. Congrats on your success as well, because you took lots of action in between the pandemic and everything. So, on that note, what do we say to the Right Club community? Come grow with us. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.